Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B as in boy, I double Z, A double R O. And today I have with us Samantha New from Eclot Culinary. How are you doing today, Samantha? I'm great, Justin. How are you? I'm excellent. So, Samantha, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a food entrepreneur. Yeah, so um, I was raised with a chef or a mother. <laughs> so I had a, a passion for, for good food instilled in me from day one. Um, so it's kind of always been a natural path for me. Um, I Let's see, I went to culinary school pretty much right out of high school. Um, that was in, I was in West Georgia at the time. Uh, started out my career in a country club, um, worked all the different positions, and then went on to um, get into management pretty early. Uh, I worked with um, contract food service accounts, so college dining halls. Um, I was executive chef at um, at the Aflac headquarters in uh, in Columbus, Georgia, and then executive chef at the Kia manufacturing plant, which did thousands of people every day. Um, and then I moved to Colorado. Uh, three and a half years ago or so. Um, so kind of shifted my focus from the management aspect back onto food and, and you know, keeping up with trends and um, and kind of defining my own style. So I've, I've been in the food service industry for uh, 16 or so years now. And so why the move from Georgia to Colorado? Well, um I, I grew up in Alma, which is right near Breckenridge, and I, I moved a lot when I was growing up, and um, when when we lived there, it was kind of, you know, we settled for a while, and I really got to, to love the place, so Colorado's always felt like home to me. Um, I was in Georgia for about 12 years, but I wanted to come back here um, the whole time, pretty much. This is more my <laughs> more my scene. Uh, so, yeah, I, I finally just kind of dropped everything and moved out here and made it happen. Well, you just happen to be part of the, I mean, we're, uh, the podcast is worldwide, but our most popular states are actually Georgia and Colorado right now in terms of listeners and followers. So you've hit both of them right on the head. Perfect. Yeah. I was looking through your past episodes and I saw a bunch from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So we have a big following and a lot of people take interest in Georgia and what's going on there. And, um, you know, we're starting to get up there with Colorado as well. So but I, I want to understand your passion. I mean, it's not easy to be just say, I'm going to create my own business. I mean, you had you worked for other people. Was it just a decision? You're like, I, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. Or how did you get to where you are now? I mean, because it's a big step, well, right? It is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, I, I kind of always knew that I was going to start my own business at some point. Um, both of my parents were business owners. Um, my dad was an electrician. He had his he had his own company, and he did he was a master electrician and did um, uh, new construction and put in heated floors and all the wiring and in all these mountain mountain cabins up here. And uh, you know, the, when I was growing up, I mean, I saw them not only work for other people but also thrive with having their own business. So that was a good example for me to grow up with. Um, so it never seemed out of the realm of possibility for me. Um, but what I wanted to do first was make sure that I was set up for success and had 
all of the skills that I needed um, to be able to to pull it off well, um, if that makes sense. So I was I was comfortable working for other people and and learning a little bit from every place that I worked at, um, and I'm I'm grateful that I got into management. I, I think I was 23 when I got my first management position. Um, and it was after having worked the front of the house for a few years when I was just starting out in food. And then, um, you know, I, I worked in several restaurants and, and a country club and got, got pretty good on the line. It was comfortable working any, any position. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's really important to know bookkeeping and ordering and, you know, finding vendors and writing menus and all of that stuff too. So um, if I didn't have all of that background and all of that stuff under my belt, um, I- I'm sure that there would be some some weak points with working by myself and not having someone on a day-to-day basis to, to go to and say, hey, how, how do I do this? I mean, I'm, I'm starting everything completely from scratch, building all of my own systems and, and defining what I want my company to be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, I've been in the industry for 16 years. I just started my company last September. Um, so we're not even, I'm not even at a year yet. Um, so that's, that's quite a few years of picking up good habits that I want to keep for later, um, at a bunch of different places. And, you know, there, there were some things that, um, that I saw and that I was a part of that you know, hey, this is a bad habit or I don't really like how that's done. I'm going to throw that away and just keep the good thing. So I kind of cherry-picked everything, um, filed it away for later. And then once I finally got to the point where I felt comfortable, I felt like I was confident enough and, and new enough um, about everything that I need to use on a daily basis, and I was like, okay, cool. That's, I, I feel good about it. Let's do it. Well, and I think that's so important for any entrepreneur because what happens is we are not, um, we often jump into things without getting a great background, especially in food and beverage, because there is so many pieces. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like procurement's a big piece. How, how do you order? How do you manage an inventory? You know, how do you make sure that you're efficient and you don't have too many losses in your business for food and things like that? So I think... Right. That it's just so important how you're doing it and everything that's that's being done. So, um, tell us a little bit about you know your menu and how people can find you and 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 exactly what you do for your customers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So everything I do is custom. Um, I started out knowing that I didn't want a set menu for people to choose from. I didn't want cookie cutter choices that, you know, I've, I've done this exact same buffet for 20 people before you. I, I like having that, um, that customized personal touch, you know? So anytime I talk with a client, um, initially it's, Hey, so tell me your vision. Tell me what you're thinking about. What, what are some of your favorite cuisines? Is there anything that you don't like? Um, you know, what's the event like? Do you want it family style? Do you want it buffet? Do you want it plated? Um, and everything is completely tailored to them. Um, I can either build a menu around a set per person budget that they already have in mind. Um, or we can, you know, build something that exactly fits their vision and then I price that out accordingly. 
Um, I'm able to do things uh, for not not too much. I mean, for for the quality of the foods that I put out and the fact that everything is custom and every everything is very focused on um, on my customers and and their satisfaction and making sure that they're completely happy. Um, you know, it's it's I'm able to do it really affordably because I work out of a commissary. I don't have a staff. I have um, people that I can call when I need extra hands and my boyfriend works out of the same commissary. He's a chef as well. And, uh, you know, we, we support each other. We help each other out a lot. So having that support system with people around that I'm able to call on allows me to, you know, just do mostly everything myself, um, keep overhead costs low and be able to pass those savings on to the customers. Um, but you know, I, I really like being able to go to farmer's markets and, go to the store and see what's in season, what looks great, um, what's currently, you know, affordable at the moment and, and still really high quality. Um, and yeah, work, work with the seasons. I make everything from scratch and I source as locally and sustainably as possible. <clears throat> and so explain to me one of your recent events and sort of how that took place and, and, I mean, if you can, and just give me an idea of what the menu looked like. And I mean, one of your more, f- the ones you had f- more fun at, I guess I would probably be the easiest to tell, but I mean, just explain to me like what the menu looked like and the food that you produce. Cause I really want to give the audience an idea of like the down and dirty of, of the food that you're creating. Yeah, for sure. So, um, one of my regular clients, um, I, I don't know if I can, say names you can absolutely uh, it's up to you okay gotcha okay so um just to as a a caveat pretty much all of my um all of my business is through references um so i have a i have a pretty big uh pretty big network around here i've gotten to know a lot of people um and you know i i get a lot of repeat business and i'd say 95 percent of the people that get in contact with me um it's it's hey i got your number from so and so they spoke really highly of you so through that uh, one of the clients that i now have um i do a catering for them once sometimes twice a month um they do uh training classes for stem cell regeneration technology. It's all physicians um, really cutting edge, very amazing stuff that they're doing. Um, they do a lot with uh, veterans and, and those that have, you know, had things happen to their bodies that kind of break everything, break things down and, and they're in pain. And so these, uh, these, these people, it's a, it's a nonprofit and they, um, they fly in doctors from, all over the country, and they train them on these uh, these really modern, cutting-edge techniques to, to help heal people. So, I go in um, and do breakfast and lunch for them while they're on on location doing their training courses. And since they're all physicians, they're all very health focused. And it, it took a lot of back and forth to get this menu tailored to exactly what they want. But I go in and I I cook fresh scrambled eggs for them um, as an action station element. So, I mean, I'm not cooking eggs at the commissary and then hauling it and having it sit in a hot box and get gross. Um, I cook them fresh on site and, you know, there's, there's a couple, couple protein options and then there's, um, uh, a yogurt, yogurt and granola bar. 
and a coffee station, and it just it seems to suit their needs. Um, they just want something nice and light, no carbs, no super fatty stuff. Because, um, you know, like I said, they're physicians. They're all health-focused, and they, they like to take care of themselves. And then for lunch, I do, um, I do a different soup, and I do some hot quinoa so they can build quinoa bowls. Um, I've usually got two protein options, chicken and fish or steak or something like that, and then like a salad bar set up. Um, so it's, it's a little atypical because, you know, people usually want bread options and, um, you know, just a, a bigger selection of maybe some things that, that might be a little more indulgent um, dessert and stuff. Um, but that, that's, that's a good example of something that's completely tailored to exactly what they want. Um, and yeah, I'm on site all, all day, uh, in between breakfast and lunch. So I'm cooking whatever I'm making for lunch, um, fresh or, you know, preparing it. I use the sous vide circulator a lot. Um, so it's not, like I said, cooked at the commissary hours ago and then transported in a hot box. Um, another thing that I've done recently that's, that's really fun is um, uh, wine wine pairing dinner. Sorry, it's early and haven't read part. Um, so recently did a collaboration with Cert Kitchen uh, to do a ten course wine pairing dinner at Kingman Estates Winery. It's in North Denver, um, and that's something that I like to do occasionally just to be able to play. You know, doing doing these dinners, and I've got a couple more coming up pretty soon. Um, I'm able to do what what I like to do and, and use techniques that kind of challenge me and and further my skills and, and my repertoire of, of different techniques that I like to do. Um, and it, it, it allows me the opportunity to be really creative. So this dinner was super fun. It was 10 courses paired with nine different wines. Um, and it was all, like we did some table-sized cooking and it, it was all complete mobile. You know, it's, it's difficult doing things off-site. You don't have your home kitchen with everything that you need. You know, all the equipment and all the all the, the food that's in, I mean, it's all tailored to your menu. So it's easy to do it out of a restaurant. But to be able to serve a 10-course meal off-site, um, not in your home kitchen, and transporting everything back and forth, and being able to set up basically a mobile restaurant is... Uh, it's it's a skill that not everyone has. <laughs> it's a fun challenge for me. Well, and I love it. And I saw recently that you did an event at the Grohaus uh, in Denver, which is a really cool. They do aquaponics and hydroponics to grow fruits and vegetables, and they also give back to the community through doing it. And I see you've recently done an event for them. Yeah. Well, the the Grohaus Center is actually coming up this Saturday the eighth. Um, I think there's actually still tickets available for that. If you check out the Aqua Culinary um, Facebook page, I just post the link uh, to the ticket page, and there's still some still some tickets available. So there's and the the whole thing that you're doing. I love that you cater it to specific diets, and I love that it's not always just bread because I can't tell you how many events I go to, and I'm in food and I'm in healthcare, but how much bread mm-hmm. is such an important part yet. That are on paleo diets now and whole whole thirty diets or or um, mm-hmm. oh, I just went blank on the other one that's popular now but uh, keto 
And so they're not eating a lot of breads in the same way. And they're not. And so being able to customize your catering to that, not just having a blanket sheet that says, okay, I'm only catering this. Here's my options. And you pick from that. You know, I think that the fact that you go out and you customize something for someone gives back so much to the people. And I think it's more enjoyable because I can't tell you how much I pick apart my food because I end up at events and it's just your standard, you know, box lunch with, you know, a sandwich, a bag of chips and a cookie. And you're like, oh man, this just blows my, you know, my diet or the way that I eat in general. I would say it's actually my lifestyle. I wouldn't call it a diet because I don't do it periodically, but it's um, doing so. I mean, why? I mean, is it the way you eat? I mean, tell me, I mean, how do you eat as a chef? I think I've never actually asked this on the podcast, but I'm curious <laughs> because I looked at, at the menu. <laughs> That's a, it's a good question. Um, and it's one of those things that I may not be super proud of, but <laughs> it works for me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in front of food all day, right? All, all day long. That's, that's what I do. My, my life is being surrounded by food of all different kinds. So I just, eat as I'm prepping, basically. Um, it, it's kind of difficult for me to like go out to a restaurant and sit down and have a full meal because I just, I don't eat that much at once. Um, I'm kind of a, kind of a grazer, I guess. So, I mean, if I'm cutting fresh fruit, then I get a little bit of fruit there. Um, you know, when I'm cutting a blanching vegetable, I ate a few pieces there. I mean, I, I taste everything that I cook. So by the end of the day, I, you know, I'm, I'm full. I've, I've had, my my food for the day and I've had a few meals but it's all spaced out with you know two three bites here two or three bites there um so I mean I I don't know if there's any solid scientific evidence behind it but I've heard that that you know spacing out your meals and eating more smaller meals is is better for you um so you know I I feel like I'm pretty healthy and I I cook healthily you know I don't I don't fry much really because everything's off site and that doesn't carry well. Um, and you know, I, I do a lot of, lot of fresh produce and everything's made from scratch. I don't use lard or shortening or anything like that. I, I mean, I, I make whole food I make healthy real food. So, um, the same menus that I'm offering to, to my clients is the same food that I'm eating. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't like serving things that I don't like to eat myself. <laughs> when I think, and then you know, when I get home at the end of the day, and I've been cooking all day, I'm not going to like Grubhub is called pretty often. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if I'm hungry at night, I don't want to cook. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And and when you're working all day around food, sometimes you're like, the last thing I want to do is cook. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I mean, where can I? Let's do this. Uh, tell me how people can get a hold of you if they want your catering, what's your email, your phone number. How can they find you on social media again? Just because I, I love what you're doing and I want to make sure anyone in the, the Denver area or the Colorado area can get a hold of you because I love what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, my email is chefsam uh, at com. ACLA is E-C-L-A-T. Uh, and you can use that same name to look me up on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's at Aclaw Culinary on Instagram and 
um, facebook.com slash a cloud culinary. If you're, if, if you just search for it, mine's the only one with that name. It's kind of a unique name. Um, my cell phone number is 706-392-7601. Um, I'm fine with text messages or calls anytime. Um, I make myself ava- available for my clients and, um, my website is currently under construction, but it should be up here in a few weeks. Um, I, when I first started out, I just had kind of a, a splash page with my contact info, but finally getting around to getting that professionally designed. So that'll be aclawculinary.com. Um, it's available now. It still has the splash page up with all of my contact info, but, um, you know, I'll have more, more information and, and pictures and, um, and a contact form on the website once it's up. And so how did you come up with the name? Well, um, I, it's thesaurus, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to thesaurus.com and just started typing in words that, that might describe my, my cooking style or, or what I wanted my company to be. Um, and, and just started browsing around and any, any word that kind of struck my fancy, I looked more into and, um, I don't remember which word I typed in, but I was like, hey, claw, what is, what does that mean? I've never heard of that word before. So I clicked on it and it, the definition is brilliant display or dazzling effect. Um, also means conspicuous success. So it, it seemed to really fit my, my cooking style and my, um, you know, the, the, the whole basis behind my business. And it's, it's actually in, English word. It, it sounds French. I think it's French root, but it's an English word. It's kind of one of those old timey ones that haven't been hasn't been used in decades. Um, so I, I, I'm finding that I get a lot of people that don't know how to pronounce it or misspell it, or they're like, "What? What is? What does that mean?" <laughs> and then you know, once I explain it, it makes more sense. So really, it was more for me. I had a couple people when I first picked the name uh, going, "Well, you're you know you're, you're going to be." correcting people and <laughs> and explaining that a lot i'm like yeah that's you know that's fine because as soon as i do people are like oh yeah i get it that makes sense and uh you know it's 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 for me i like it i like it for myself and everything about my company is 100 percent authentic and and true to myself so um it's you know, a, it is a cool theory. word. I like. Um, I'm. I've just looked it up on the dictionary myself as we're talking, and I mean, it has yeah. so many great synonyms: uh, dash, flare, flourish, uh, eagerness, vitality, dynamicism. Oh, great! I can't say the word dynamicism, <laughs> liveliness, spirit, energy. <laughs> Apparently, I can't pronounce that word. And dash, you know, and <laughs> style word. And actually, you look at it; it does have an accent above the e. But yeah. in French culinary food, but actually, if you really get into it, and I think it uh, it allow your story, which I think is is amazing. I love the name. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's it's always a a, a good uh, conversation starter. So, I mean, I mean, what are some of the things that have been hard for you starting your own business? Well, um, it is like night and day having you know you I, I i started out having a schedule and having responsibilities and having a staff to manage and having um deadlines to me and the biggest challenge for me 
that I've found in my career is staying staying engaged and staying um, actively interested in something if I have the same routine every day. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I get bored pretty easily, and I feel like that's a trait that a lot of chefs share, which is why we get drawn to this uh, this industry, you know, because we, we're not desk people. <laughs> we have short attention spans, and we need excitement. Um, <laughs> so... You know, one of the one of the biggest challenges for me has been going from that that routine and that uh, that pressure of oh, I need to get this done and I need to get that done, or this is going to have you know I'll have this consequence um, to being completely self managing. You know, I I don't get gigs and I I don't get clients unless I go out and I talk to people and I network and I. Um, you know, share on social media and I follow up on leads and all of that is a hundred percent on me. You know, I, when I was in culinary school, I didn't actually graduate because my last two classes, I finished the program, but I had two core classes left to finish my degree and I didn't get it because those classes were online. And this is years ago at the time I wasn't very good at self-managing and, <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm home at, at the end of the day and uh, and I'm tired and I have a test online to take, then it was hard for me at the time to be like self-discipline and, and be like, okay, well, let's, I got to get this done. Um, certainly gotten better at it now because if I don't do the work, whether I'm home and whether there's, you know, deadlines and pressures and things that I have to do or not, um, it's still got to get done or I don't pay the bills. I'm totally dependent on myself, which is great. Um, but I've, I've had to learn that, that self-discipline. Um, it's also been a little difficult um, not having people constantly around. So, I mean, if I have a question or if I have a challenge or if I have a problem, I'm, you know, I've had to learn QuickBooks from, from the ground up by myself. I've, I had a little bit of background, but not certainly not not a QuickBooks pro (laughs) for sure um you know anytime I have a question or hey I don't know how to do this instead of someone being in the same room that knows what they're doing and can show me right then and there it's now I have to seek out the the support that I need and I have to seek out answers to my questions um so it's yeah I'd say not having that that network and people constantly around and having things, you know, happening to hold you accountable for your daily responsibilities has been a, a pretty big change. So I actually have a, a question because I'm in, I'm in food, but I don't, I don't do catering or that type of event. So, and I do food production, but it's like how in my head, like this is a question that I have. I'm like, how do you, do you have people you come in and help you do events? And I mean, it's scattered, right? Because in the catering world, your business sort of varies. Like you said, one day you may do breakfast and lunch. Another day you may do uh, lunch and dinner or just dinner. Or I mean, how does, how do you, are people just on call or, or do you do it all yourself? Or you have a group of people you always go to that are always available. So, I mean, how does that work? Well, um, I, first of all, I schedule all of my events with 
the rest of my calendar in mind. So I'm, I'm not going to overbook myself and set myself up for, for failure. Um, I spread them out enough. So like if I have a late night um, event one night, I'm not going to schedule a first thing in the morning breakfast the next day because I won't be able to give it a hundred percent. So, and you know, owning, owning my own business means that I can say no to things. You know, I have other people that I can refer potential clients to if the schedule doesn't work out, <clears throat> but I make sure when I schedule events that I'm able to give it my full attention and make sure that it goes exactly how it's supposed to go. Um, if I'm not able to do it myself, I have a, like a small inner circle of people that I call on all the time and I know that I can trust them and I know that they will do the event and execute everything. Um, not, not exactly the same way that I would, but pretty darn close. <laughs> um, and you know, so, so I make sure that I'm not completely overloaded. Um, all the, all the back and forth with the client, all the planning, all the shopping, um, all, all that I do myself. And like I said, my boyfriend is a chef too. He owns a, a food truck and we work out of the same commissary. So, um, even though we both have our, our two independent businesses and we have different menus and we have different styles and, um, you know, it's, it's all completely separate. We, we work as a partnership. So it's been invaluable to have him around as much as he is because, you know, we, we bounce menu ideas off of each other and, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, work on, work on prep with each other. And, you know, if one person is going to the store for, for ingredients, we'll pick up stuff for the other person. So, um, it would be more difficult if I were doing it completely on my own. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really helpful to have that close day-to-day support. Um, and then he has two employees that work the that work on his food truck and they're both great. They're extremely talented. They're, they're dependable. And, um, you know, so the, those guys are the first two that I call assuming they don't have a gig on the food truck. Um, if I need anything outside of what Brandon and I do, um, cause I mean, we've both been doing this for a long time and we're able to knock out a lot of stuff <laughs> in, in a reasonably short amount of time. Um, considering it's just the two of us. Uh, we call it beast mode. <laughs> and, um, you know, out, outside of us two and then his two guys, I, ha- I have some people that I call on on a regular basis, and they call on me too. Um, it's good to have a, a local network of people that all are doing the same thing because it's like a built-in support system. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say a, a bigger outer circle of people that I call when I have, say, a wedding for a hundred or two people and I need extra hands for plate up or clearing tables or something like that. Um, and there's been a time or two where I needed hands and everybody was busy. And so I just reached out on social media. Um, Denver has some really good, uh, some good networking groups and, you know, you just put it out there. Hey, I need X number of people on this date for such and such event. And then, uh, there's, there's a lot of freelancers out there that are, willing to pick up gigs here and there. I I think it's amazing because I'm just like, it's a whole new, it's a whole different world. And I mean, you're really just producing food on the fly and bringing people in. But I love that you have the connection with, with your boyfriend and 
and his food truck, which I'll say the name because it'll be the episode right after this, which is Circa Kitchen. And, um, mm-hmm. and I'll make sure I pronounce it correctly, but it's Brendan Becker. And yep, is, Brandon Becker, it's, it's Cirque Kitchen. It's pronounced Cirque. like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, Cirque. Well, there, see, my English language. I can't even speak English today, so we're doing pretty good. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, um, right there with you. <laughs> I know, so I'll have someone else announce it next time. But so mm-hmm. I love what you're doing, and I love that you're able to pull everything together, and I love the different menus and things like that. What is your favorite type of food? Samantha, if you were like to cater your own event, if it were for you or or for your birthday or whatever, what, what would the menu you would design? Breakfast. I love, love, love breakfast food. Um, well, <laughs> you know, people ask the question a lot, is, what, what would you have for your last meal? Like if you knew you were going to die and you could pick one meal to have, and it can be anything you want. I want a giant breakfast smorgasbord. I love it. Um, I was a sous chef with Snooze for a little while. It's a, it was Denver-based, but now they're um, they're expanding pretty rapidly. I just saw they were going to put one in Atlanta somewhere. Um, but they do really creative menus. Everything made from scratch. They do all different kinds of pancakes and Benedicts and and this and that. So um, I was able to pick up a couple of couple of techniques from them um i always made hollandaise in a bowl with a whisk by hand like they teach you in culinary school um so i never really enjoyed making it because it's a pain in the neck <laughs> but um when i worked at snooze i learned how to make hollandaise with an immersion blender and it's 100 percent easier and uh so i've i've been able to play around with a lot of different benedict combinations you know sweet potato pancakes with poached eggs and some uh, what what did I do with that one? It was um, a sautéed spinach and um, pulled pork and like a chipotle hollandaise and you know I I love pancakes and French toast. I love bacon and fresh fruit and yeah, just give me like a whole breakfast smorgasbord. <laughs> well, I love uh, I love breakfast as well. I think it's definitely my favorite meal as well. It's that I love eating. I actually could eat just eat breakfast and not eat the rest of the day, but that's not exactly the most healthiest of options uh, for your body. But <laughs> I um, I love that. And so on on sort of to that. I mean, how come? I mean, I mean, I'm just a little bit. So do you do a lot of breakfast? We mentioned a little bit with the catering, but I gotta imagine there's probably. I, I don't know. I'm like, breakfast would seem like such a cool thing to cater more often. I just wonder if it's, if the popularity is out there. Is it more that you cater lunch and dinner versus breakfast? They are only for like the wine dinners that I do or these, I've done a lot of nonprofit like fundraiser dinners this year. Like event, which was, uh, I think there was 20 or 30 chefs and restaurants there paired with different, but I, I haven't found that I do a whole lot of dinner catering. Um, I do some personal chef uh, gigs where I'm actually cooking in people's homes. Um, sometimes it's at an Airbnb up in the mountains because they've come in for a ski vacation. I do more of those in the winter, obviously. Um, I've, I've done a couple of uh, couple of private dinners at Airbnbs and also people's homes um, here in Denver. Um, so that's kind of, you know, 
a lot of the caterings that I do are, are corporate, you know, they're for office buildings. They're for, I, I work with a couple of film production companies, um, locally that I do craft services for, I do some box lunches. Um, it, it seems more like when people are gathered together for, for work is when I'm doing lunch. And that's been most of the demand, um, honestly, which kind of surprised me because I thought I would do more of the personal chef private dinner side. Um, and then I would say, yeah, so the lunch caterings have been the most popular and then breakfast caterings after that, surprisingly. Um, uh, let's see, a lot of it is for, like I said, the International Orthopedic Foundation. They, they bring in those physicians for the training and, you know, since they have them on site and they got to feed them, <laughs> you know, breakfast is included in that. Um, I've, I've done a lot of breakfast burritos again for these film production companies, which have wonky schedules, you know, they have to be at a shoot and nothing's open yet. So, you know, they'll pick up breakfast burritos or, or box lunches for later in the day from me. And, um, yeah, I, it's probably a, a lot more often than you'd realize. <laughs> Well, so I'm, I'm curious about the personal chef thing also. Again, a, a world I don't know. And, I mean, if someone comes in, like, let's say my family comes in and we're in a house and there's 20 of us in a house for a week, do you come stay with us? And then, are, I mean, because it's far away from you, do they put you up or put you in a hotel and you come cook for a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or is that sort of how it works? Or is it, how does that work? Well, um... I don't, I don't know about a week because I, I do like my own house, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it were something local in Denver where, um, you know, I can actually come home at night, then a week I could absolutely do three meals a day, one meal a day, meal preps. You can set everything up and, and heat it up yourself and make it easy for you. I can do that too. Um, the only times that I've, uh, stayed over and cooked meals for multiple days for people was one night at a time um, at Airbnb rentals up in Summit County where, you know, people bring in the family and have a ski vacation. And there's not a whole lot of choices as far as um, food and restaurants up there. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit secluded. So um, it's a good option for them to bring in a personal chef. And, uh, and I just, you know, talk with the client ahead of time, figure out what they want. And how I do that is um, I go shopping for all the food and they just reimburse me for the receipt, and then I charge an hourly rate. So all of that is totally customizable, too. I, I actually love the whole concept because I'm like, it's just such a neat idea. And one of the things that we've done, uh, Deborah and I here, um, when we get really busy, is we will actually have had chefs we know like prepare meals for us on a weekly basis where we can just pop it in the oven and reheat it just for food-wise mm-hmm. when we get really busy. So I think that's really cool that you guys do that and I think it's such a an option for people I think that I know we just talked about Grubhub because I do order from that don't get me wrong when we don't have cooking but if also (laughs) you want like healthy whole food like grocery store you know the outside section of a grocery store your fresh fruits your vegetables your proteins you know having an option Mm -hmm. like yours where you know, I can just come by and pick up my dinner and, and go through, I think is a really cool idea. And I know there's people out there doing it. So I really love what you're doing. So Samantha, my last question for you really, or actually it might not be my last question, but it's the last one I have right now is 
I mean, what are the things you love the most about your what you do, and what are the things you like the least? Um, the things that I love the most, absolutely, are being able to have that personal connection with my clients. So, I mean, if, if you're working in a restaurant and you're stuck back in the kitchen, you're just pumping plates out all day. And even though you can still put pride into that and you can still put love into your food, there, there's, there's a disconnect. You know, it, you're just, you put the plate in the window and you're proud of it. And then it goes out to the dining room and you never get to see the people that are eating it. You know, you don't get to talk to them ahead of time, find out what they like, make sure that their food is exactly how they want it. Um, and then get the feedback. You know, I kind of I kind of thrive on that. I mean, it's 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 a thing that I'm passionate about and I love to do. And the the biggest satisfaction for me is being able to share that with other people and and see the look on their face when they when they eat the food and they're and they're happy and they smile and they just close their eyes and go, mm. you know, it's, it's definitely something that you don't get when you're stuck in a restaurant kitchen. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and then especially seeing them come back as repeat customers, you know, that tells me that they, they really did enjoy it. And, and I really did do a good job and to see them come back and say, Hey, I, I have another event coming up. Would you like to do it? The answer is always yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the more I work with someone, the, the more I'm able to kind of get a feel for what they like and what they don't like and, you know, not have to ask quite as many questions in order to, to nail the event. Um, things that I've, oh, well, also on a, on a personal level, I, I love making my own schedule and, <laughs> and being able to sleep in or stay up late if I want to and, um, you know, kind of do things on my own, on my own time, which is amazing. Uh, things that I've liked the least, I would say are probably stressing about finances during the slow season. Um, you know, around, around the holidays, it's, it's always busy because of, you know, everybody's doing holiday parties and they're having family in the town. They want personal chefs or they're doing it work catering or what have you. And then, um, looking at my, my schedule from last year, after about the second week of December, everything totally dropped off. A um, couple of things around New Year's, and then after after New Year's, it's, it's dead until springtime, mid-springtime. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I know enough people in the area that I'm able to, to pick up gigs here and there and freelance and um, help other people out when I'm slow, but if I'm slow, they're slow too. So there's not always that, that demand for, um, for a freelance chef to, to come in and, you know, make some extra cash. So, uh, you know, not, not having that, that guaranteed steady paycheck, whether it's slow or not, is, is stressful. You know, it's, it's rewarding when it goes well, but it's a little nerve wracking when things get slow. And so if you could go back and tell yourself anything that you wanted to tell yourself to help you out for the future, um, what would it be? Uh, go back how far? <laughs> uh, when you started your catering business. Well, um, like I said, it's been less than a year. So uh, I, I don't know if there's been quite enough time that's lapsed for me to 
learn many lessons that I didn't know before. Um, but I would say definitely, you know, don't, don't shortchange yourself. Um, don't, don't try and limit yourself or put yourself into a box because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm capable, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my skills and I'm confident in my abilities. And, um, you know, first starting out, it's, it's nerve wracking. You tend to second guess yourself or, or think that you may not, may not be able to, or, you know, it's scary. Any, anybody that's ever started a business, I mean, there's, there's some, uh, there's some, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, some variables that you can't predict and that you worry about and, and worry that it might not work out. But, um, you know, I tell myself, just don't, don't worry. You know, you're, you're going to be fine. You have the skills, you, you know what you're doing and you cook great food and, um, you know, if you just put yourself out there, then people will figure it out eventually. <laughs> well, Samantha, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and, and, and just making everything work and telling us about your company. Is there anything that you would like to share with the audience before we get off? Anything that you want to share about your experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that if anybody has has a dream to start their own company, whether it's in food or, or something else, um, absolutely do it. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. All it takes to register an LLC is 50 bucks and five minutes on the Secretary of State website. And you can do as much or as little with that company as you want. It's so satisfying to know that you created something. You have something on paper filed with the state officially that that's only yours and you can do exactly what you want with it so whether it's um you know keep keep your day job and just do what you want on the weekends or once a month or if you want to make it your full-time career and rely solely on that um you can you can do that there's there's nothing stopping you um and it's you know when you're first starting out it's it's pretty intimidating with all the licensing and um, your business license and your tax license. And if you're in food, you got to get a commissary, you have to get an inspection, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, but if you just take it one step at a time, then it's, it's completely doable. It's, it's achievable. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Samantha, for, for being on the show. And I want to make sure everyone can find you uh, in your name. It's E-C-L-A-T Culinary. And uh, look them up online on social media and find her. And if you're looking for catering, uh, reach out to Samantha New. And thank you again, Samantha. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. This is Justin, the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. And you can reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook at Justin, the Food Entrepreneurs. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. And have a great day.